This episode is a reading of an article published on foodbelt.com. A Chef Needs a Farmer by Kath Kerr. Late one afternoon in June, we left South Bend heading east past the farms and over the rivers of southern Michigan. We had tickets to a five-course dinner by Rosalie Chef Eamon McParland at Farrand Hall. We were running late and could have, should have taken the interstate, but there's so much to miss on the interstate. The drive was quiet as I peered out the window, noticing the little storefronts, interesting architectural features on the passing homes, and the lawns, many yellow and dying. It had been a dry spring. Walking up to the historic 12-acre estate, we found two long tables buzzing with 80 lively guests, donning sundresses and wide-brimmed hats. We took our seats and pulled out our bottle of wine, curious what the evening would hold. The meal commenced with an opening welcome by James, co-owner of Farrand Hall. He shared that he and his partner, Jacob, renovated the estate and began hosting private dinners featuring some of the best chefs in the Midwest. As he was speaking, a couple briskly entered the scene and filled the empty seats next to us. Ah, John and Rachel of Butternut Farms, James excitedly announced to the crowd. We're so glad you could finally make it out. As the couple settled in, we began chatting. We learned John has provided produce for Rosalie since the restaurant's opening, and each dish on the menu that evening would feature the freshest selections from his farm a few miles away. This seating arrangement turned out to be the culinary equivalent of watching E.T. with Spielberg. An older farmer was seated on the other side of John and Rachel, and we heard murmurs between them of the drought. How have you been holding up with this weather? The older farmer asked. It's been rough, John replied. There's a 10% chance of rain tomorrow, so I'm not holding my breath. The heat was here too. In need of a respite, we were grateful when the servers brought the first course. Hamachi and watermelon presented family style on a wide blue willow platter with vibrant jewels of serrano, cilantro flowers, and nasturtium from the farm. A lull before the next course allowed more conversation. There's a farmer close to us who's well dried up, John shared. He can't afford to drill a new well, so some customers launched a GoFundMe campaign to help him out. I learned once only three in 10 independent farmers make it through the first 10 years of business, John said. It's a difficult path and the challenges farmers face from an unpredictable climate only complicate these statistics. Looking down at my plate full of produce sown and harvested by the farmer seated next to me, I had the odd sensation of the distance I felt between myself and the food I typically ate. The second course arrived half-moon stuffed pasta called mezzalune, accompanied by chanterelle mushrooms, pea sprouts, garlic scapes, and nettles. Nettles, John explained, featured jagged leaves covered with stinging hairs that require careful hand harvesting by his team. John's passion for his work shone through his visibly exhausted exterior from a full day of working on the farm. Twelve years ago, he began farming with a passion for creating beautiful, sustainable food. Now, he supplies to world-renowned chefs in the Midwest. In the absence of rain, however, his crops were in jeopardy. We have to pick and choose what to save, 
We've decided not to water the strawberries, which only have a three-week harvest to save water for the longer producing crops like our tomatoes. It's hard work, and it should be hard, but it's also a bit sad. There were things that couldn't make it to our plates, and not for any reason you can't imagine. A farmer seeing a lack of water makes a decision about what lives and what dies. And many 12-hour days worth of strawberries were lost as a result. The Rosalie team continued sending courses. Chicken sausage with fennel, white beans, romesco, and summer squash. Short rib pastrami with duck fat potato salad, collard greens, and chow chow. And finally, clafu tea made with labna, blueberries, rhubarb, sorrel, topped with crushed meringue. Each plate was a work of art, more so because I knew the cost. Eamon and I have been talking all week, working out the menu for tonight, John shared. They first met when Eamon worked at Cafe Navarre, and during his time at Render, Eamon sourced produce from John's farm. Now, at Rosalie, Eamon builds a menu around the seasonal produce from Butternut Farms. It's a collaboration between chef, farmer, and the weather. By the last course, the sun dipped below the trees and the lightning bugs glowed above the grass. We shared a Lagavulin 12-year around the table. The evening was a beautiful celebration of the season's offerings and a reminder of the effort it requires. Even in a dry season, we find a way to feast. Special thanks to John of Wayfair Reporting Company for his expertise in reporting and producing the podcast. For more stories from South Bend, Indiana's culinary renaissance, visit food-belt.com and sign up for our newsletter.